Welcome to episode three of a Jazz Yarn. As I'm feeling my throat there. Oh, I know I've been a little bit tardy in terms of getting uh, episode three uh, on the floor, but unfortunately I, I did record this episode about a week ago and, and somehow, somewhere, it's been deleted. So I'm having another crack at it. Um, so apologies for that. Um, but I thought I'd, I'd try something slightly different today. Uh, the couple of guys, a couple of mates, and a few other people that I had teed up to have a, have a chat with on this podcast and has fallen through in the short term. Um, they're still very keen and very much eager to do it, but uh, due to their busy schedules and, and my busy schedule, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get there. So I'm going to try and have a crack at something a little bit different today. I've I'm, I'm been able to free up about half an hour and I'm driving in the car. So if you're wondering what that background noise, it's just me on the freeway. Um, and I'm going to talk a bit about expectations, vulnerability, and rules of, uh, of being a father. So I suppose I'll start with uh, expectations. And uh, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, and I was listening to uh, one of his greatest his hits albums the other day. And the song "Brilliant Disguise" came on. A lot of you, uh, I suppose, older fathers would know that song. And the very last line in that particular song states, God have mercy on a man who doubts what he's sure of. And uh, I think that's not a bad place to start uh, with this podcast today. And um, there's so many of us, and I can only talk from our personal experience, that, we're, that we, we believe we're, we can push through brick walls, um, we can wear our Superman cape, we, we feel like we have to be everything to everyone as fathers and um, at times yeah that that can be draining now not for one second am I am I saying that the role of the father uh, outweighs that of the mother I'm not saying that at all uh, what I am saying though is we do have limitations and depending on you know what's going on in our, on in our lives at any particular moment um, yeah we, we, we can Exact. We, we can feel low, we can feel like we need a bit of a, a chop out, we need a break. And uh, probably 10 or so days ago, that, that was me. I, I was burnt out. Um, and yeah, I, I, I had nothing uh, left to give. And um, a few things were going on at work, and um, I wasn't overly sleeping well, as, as no parent really does. But um, I, I just needed to have that awareness to pull back and, and I did that for about 24 hours and I had to have a bit of a, a tough conversation with uh, a mate of mine who's also uh, my boss and, and, and my manager at work and I just said look mate I'm, I'm under the pump a little bit here or I, I feel a little bit zapped um, if I keep going this way I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna fall over I, I just need a bit of a chop out for, for a day and um, I did that. I, I was able to get a little bit more sleep. I was able to come into work a little bit later. I was able to, I suppose, lower my expectations uh, of myself just for 
a particular day and, and, and put some energy back in. And um, you know, that's all it took for me. But I know there's some people out there, and I know there's some fathers out there that you know are probably going through this a bit more regularly than they would like, and, and, and they can't see it out. They they don't know where the light at the end of the tunnel is. And you know, I said in my case. Uh, I was reasonably lucky because I've got a great relationship uh, with a few guys at work and I was, I was able to pull back for, for 24 hours. But um, had I not done that, uh, yeah, I feel like I, I, it would have snowballed and I would have ended up you know, probably maybe crook, um, maybe have to take you know, two or three days off work. But um, what I was able to do is, is have the awareness early, early enough I suppose, pull back and just get myself in a position where I felt uh, back in control uh, of my life. Because I did feel a little bit out of control there. Um, and it's not fair, you know, it's not fair on, uh, it wasn't fair on my wife, it wasn't fair on obviously my, my kids, and yeah, you know, I, I suppose it wasn't really fair on me either. And um, I, I had to, uh, as I said before, just ask for a bit of bit of help. And as males, as fathers, it's, it's something we're not great at, is asking for help when we are feeling a bit low. and. We are a bit drained, but uh, my recommendation out there would be to, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, just lower your expectations of yourself for 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it might be, and, and just ask for a bit of a, ask for a bit of a break. And that might be to your, to your partner, it might be to you know, someone at work, um, it might just be to yourself. Um, but I think at times we hold ourselves, hold our expectations of ourselves so high um, that those standards. Can't be, can't be held every single day. You know, I, I thought <laughs> being a hero um, and wearing the bloody super cape, um, Superman cape that I sometimes do, <laughs> I thought I'd be able to bloody you know, push through it, um, no matter what's on my plate. But um, you know, uh, like everyone else, we're, we're all human, and we, we need um, to know our limitations. We know need to at times lower our expectations and that doesn't mean you know lowering our standards every single day but it's just having that awareness and knowing when to when to ask for help um, and ask if we can just yeah get a bit of a chop out Um, and some people like I said need longer than 24 hours in my case I was lucky it took me a day just to ease off and get myself back in the position where I felt like I could give um, my boys uh, the best of me, which is what they deserve, because they don't know what's going on um, at work or, or you know, back of house, and nor should they, you know. And um, I just uh, I felt like I was um, in a position to to make that call to pull back, so the boys will would see the best of me, and um, yeah, that's what they deserve. Uh, just to move on from that. Uh, which is semi-related in terms of you know, that vulnerability. Um, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of messaging out there on, in the ether about you know, males, especially being vulnerable and, and having that uh, that awareness around their, their mental health. And um, you know, I think it's important to, to differentiate, especially as fathers, that having mental health um, or being aware of your mental health is not doesn't mean you have a mental illness. Um, it just means you, you know how to be proactive and, and stay on top of your, your mental health. And yeah, don't get me wrong, you know, we, we all have bad days, you know, and um, I'm a big believer that if you can ingrain some really good habits in your life, you know, more, more days than not, you're going to have good uh, than bad. But, 
yeah, like I said before, we are human. And there'll be days where we, we're not going to be at our optimum. We're not going to have a great energy levels. And we are going to be tired. And we are going to be worn out. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to to be that way um, from time to time. But it's all... But it, I remember listening to a Wayne Swass talk. And he did say, but it's not okay to suffer in silence and just roll from one day to the next. And... Um, I know this is sort of getting into that sort of uh, you know mental health space outside of you know being a dad, but I think it's all in one. Because how the hell can we be the best fathers um, we could be if we're not looking after ourselves? And you know, there's there's so much awareness out there now around our mental health. It's important that we we know the cues and we know what works for us. Because if if we're not mentally well, um, yeah, how the hell are we going to impart? You know the behaviours and the and the thought patterns and and the kind of characteristics that we want our, our kids to uh, inhibit. So um, I just thought I'd touch on that around. You know, it's okay to feel vulnerable, but don't sit there in silence and expect that it's going to get better if you don't change something. And you know, like I said before, creeping back to our previous conversation is, you know, that 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 was me. Um, you know, last week I, I felt out of control, I felt overwhelmed, I felt stressed, I felt anxious, throw in whatever word you want there, but um, I feel like I'm lucky enough to know uh, where that line is and know when to pull back and know when to ask for help and and uh, and, and know when to um, see if I can get a bit of a chop out because you know, if people go down these lines of stress, overwhelm, anxiety day on day, that's when we can get to a position that's quite scary. So. As fathers, it's okay to be vulnerable, from my opinion. And again, all this is is, is my opinion. Um, but make sure we just don't sit there. Make sure we put things in place to get ourselves back to back to where we, we you know we need to be, um, so we can be the best best fathers we, we can be. And, um, you know, it's a huge issue out there, and and, and not for one second um, am I pointing the finger. I'm actually putting my hand up because. Um, yeah, I feel like it's everybody's responsibility to look after their own well-being, and um, you know, be that through exercise, you know, diet, sleep. Um, make sure we surround ourselves with you know, positive people. You know, those things we've all heard before, but um, it's easy to say it. It's not uh, necessarily easy to do it. But you know, the other side of not doing it is scary. Um, but the rewards of doing it is you know, quite beneficial. And um, I just want to get that on the table because, like I said, we can all run around chasing our tail and, and wonder why the hell we do what we do. Um, but us fathers out there only have to look you know, into the eyes of our children and know that's exactly why we do what we do. Um, but we want to make sure we do that in the best possible space. All right, just to move on from, from, on from that and uh, get away from the deep stuff, um, for a bit, uh, I just want to talk a bit about uh, a bit about rules, uh, you know. And parent, hopefully, parents and, and fathers out there can attest to this that there's plenty of rules that uh, my wife and I had about being a parent that are far different now that we are parents. If that makes sense, um, you know, uh, there's some there's some things that we've been that we've had to relax on. There's some things that we've had to tweak. Um, just to uh, survive some days and, and some nights. And uh, I'll wander through a couple of them. I suppose the first one is uh, technology. I know the World Health Organization brought out a recommendation there 
you know, two or three months ago about you know no screen time for uh, children under two. Now, um, uh, again, for parents out there, um, they do know that. Well, I shouldn't speak for them. I'll only speak for myself here and say that um, we've definitely relaxed that rule. There's one thing that I did say we wouldn't do is, is allow our kids to have a phone and um, stare at a screen and, and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, poor old Jimmy loves his uh, loves his wiggles and loves his Thomas the Tank Engine and and, and loves his uh, his cartoons and, and so forth. So he's just gone to um, and he loves it. You know, it, it's something that calms him. It's something that. He enjoys watching for half an hour before he goes to bed. Um, I remember driving to uh, on a family holiday uh, to Marimbula uh, with uh, my wife and Jimmy in the back, and we, we chucked the Wiggles uh, about four or five. Actually, our mistake was that we only downloaded five Wiggles episodes that go for 20 minutes. Now, that trip to Marimbula, if people have done it before, is eight hours. So uh, you do the math on that, and it equates to listening to a lot of wiggle songs over and over again so um i must admit by the end of that trip i was pretty keen to to put the ipad away but um the reason i mentioned that is because uh yeah that's what worked um he was he had to sit in that back seat for seven or eight hours anyway um so if he was happy watching yeah the ipad albeit the wheels um you can probably sense more frustration when I say that word wiggles. I'm definitely wiggled out. Luckily, Jimmy's come out of that phase. Um, but um, I'm looking forward. No, actually, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to Billy going through that phase. Hopefully, he skips the wiggles phase. But um, we have, uh, yeah, we have relaxed that rule around technology. Not, not to say that he sits inside and you know, watches TV and the iPad and the phone all day, every day. We're, we're pretty lucky because uh, you know, Jimmy likes to get outside and play in the playground and kick the footy and. You know, hit the ball and all those things. Um, like anything, I think if we can get the balance right, that's the most important thing. Uh, second, uh, the second rule that comes to mind that we've had to relax is, I suppose, as a family, our ability to um, sit at the table all at once having tea. Now, um, when the boys are a bit older, now that's something absolutely we're going to do. But um, Jimmy's, what, like I said before, just gone two. Billy's about three months give or take, um, rarely do my wife uh, and I and, and Jimmy and, and, and Billy all sort of sit around the table at any given time having having tea. Occasionally it, it, it works well, but um, it might be about a oh, 10 to 15% strike rate. Um, there's a lot of times that I feed Jim and, and then I have my tea and then the wife sits down to, to eat and Billy gets a bit up, bit upset, so she has to breastfeed him. And uh, parents out there, um, and, and dads out there, out there with multiple children, will, will, will know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, again, hopefully that will change. In fact, no, we'll make sure it does change when the when the boys are old enough to sit and have meals. That's one thing we, we are going to be strong on. Um, it's because something I didn't do when I was a kid, and um, I think it's a, a really important part of having that connected family and sitting down and talking about your day and. Um, being able to share, um, I suppose, each other's days. But when you've got a young, a young family, you've got to be a bit flexible. What we have around that rule. The third one that comes to mind is um, you know, having uh, kids sleep in your bed. Um, now we've just put uh, we've just put Jimmy into his big boy bed out of his cot, so he can get up and down from his bed uh, at his own peril. 
um, which was a li- took a little bit getting used to. Um, but we don't mind if he pops in in the middle of the night and jumps in with us and and, and feels like you know he, he knows where home is because he goes down pretty well in his, in his bed. Uh, we make sure that he absolutely goes to sleep in his bed. Um, look, that may change if he's sick or something, but um, yeah, absolutely make sure he goes down in his bed. But you know, in the middle of the night, he come waltzing, come waltzing in and, and wakes me up, and I grab him and chuck him in the middle of us, um, and he and he goes to sleep quite well. Now, again, would have we said we'd do that before we became parents? Probably not, but. Um, Sometimes you got to revert back to WW, and I've actually used that uh, those two letters quite often in my life, even before I had kids. And I'll explain where WW comes from. I remember, uh, I remember doing a, I remember seeing a guy in Melbourne for my body. Now he wasn't a, a physiotherapist, he wasn't a yoga instructor. You know, it wasn't Pilates, it wasn't my therapy. He didn't actually call it anything, um, but I. It was helping me, uh, and about four or five weeks in, and, and this guy, you've got to know him, he's a bit of a strange cat, I asked him, I said, look, Mark, mate, love what you do, I'm not trying to uh, pick it apart, but what is it exactly that you do? You know, what do you call yourself? And he uh, he looks me in the eye and goes, son, WW. I thought, what the hell is WW? And he goes, what works? I said, fair enough, no more questions from me. I've actually used that premise uh, quite a bit, and I've, as I've said before, I've used it quite a lot uh, since we became parents, uh, become parents. And, um, you know, coming back to that uh, that rule of having you know, your kids in, in the bed with you, and, you know, if Jimmy's happy to come in and jump in with us and go straight back to sleep in the middle of the night, which allows us to get more sleep, which allows us to have more energy for the next day and give us the ability to give him the best, um, you know, it's WW, it's what works. And, um, you know, uh, with our three-month-year-old, uh, Billy, yeah, he, he can uh, he can come in, um, he occasionally comes in as well and, and cuddles in next to mum. So, um, like I said, it's one of those rules we've tweaked, relaxed, um, since we've become parents. And, and, look, I think that's um, what life's all about, is just adapting to circumstance um, but uh, like I said other people other parents will have their own rules and they may relax different rules and, and that's okay as, as long as we've got the best interest of our kids at, at the forefront I think that's all they can ask for and you know in 20 years from now if if we can look our kids in the eye and say that you know their best interest was at the top of our list every single time I don't think they could ask for, for much more so um that's pretty much it for today. Hopefully, I haven't rambled on too much. Um, I'll be a little bit self-indulgent and just tell you how our, uh, our two boys are going. Um, as I said, uh, Jimmy's what, what gone two about a month ago, so he's well and truly in Everland, well and truly in his toddler phase, and yeah, he has his moments. But he's a he's a pretty good little man. He actually knows he's a ripper of a little man. Um, uh, toddlers have their moments, as I said before, but. All in all, he's, he's a ripper. He's just started a little footy clinic, and uh, he loves it. He loves it. And he's loving his, his big bed. He's, he's, he's loving um, spending time with other kids more. He's interacting a lot more. The words are coming uh, a lot more frequent now. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's growing up fast. And, and little Billy, um, well, actually, he's not little at all. He's a big unit. He's a solid, solid little man. 
Um, he came out at uh, what nine and a half pound, and he's just kept going. He hasn't broken stride at all. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's healthy every time uh, we see the, the uh, maternal health nurse. Um, she says that he's healthy, which is which is code name for he's quite a big boy. But um, to put it into context, um, he was born in October of 2019. Uh, and Jimmy was born in September of 2017. So uh, Jimmy, what Jimmy was wearing the following March... Um, so what's that, about six, seven months? Uh, Billy's already grown out of uh, after sort of two and a half, three months. So he's a he's a big unit, but he's a happy little chap. Um, loves his tucker, obviously. Um, but it, again, he's, he's starting to interact a bit more and starting to smile, um, starting to you know, know who dad is. Obviously, he knows who, who mum is. Uh, that's pretty obvious when you see him. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to those two interacting a lot more and, and Jimmy's becoming uh, very much aware that uh, Billy's Billy's hanging around for a lot longer than just <laughs> just a sleepover so I never wish time away with uh, with my kids but in saying that I am looking forward to you know uh, Billy getting that bit older and he can interact and, and play with Jimmy because Jimmy loves getting Billy in a headlock and poor old Billy can't do much about it but I think when he grows up he's going to be a bit bigger than little Jim so I'll just remind Billy what Jimmy does to him when he's a when he was a little tacker but um, no no I um, I couldn't be happy with the boys um, there are some challenges don't get me wrong like I said before there are tough days there are tough weeks there are tough moments but the rewards and the joy uh, the, you receive of being a father far outweigh the other challenges and the, and the tribulations um, so I think that's what being a parent is all about is, is that look that you get from our kids uh, every single day and um, to all the dads out there I hope uh, I hope you're doing okay I hope you hope you're doing well there are going to be some tough times like I said but hang in there um, and I'm, I'm always here to listen I'm always here to help if, if you feel like uh, you ain't need a, a need to listen to or, or, or just someone to talk to feel free um, to get in touch uh, you know I, I am busy like we all are but uh, never too busy to to put my hand out and see if um, someone needs a bit of a chop out so uh, until next week to all the fathers out there to all the mothers uh, parents grandparents sisters aunties sons cousins and anyone else that I've forgotten um, keep on keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing a great job and uh, never forget that I will make sure I get a couple of my mates who have told me they're too busy to jump on board I'll make sure that happens and we'll see you for episode 4 of the Dad Yarn next week as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you. And the cats and the